Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hi there, it's Laura Wasser. And if anyone knows how much divorce sucks, it's me. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces. Creating peace in families is how I lost my voice. From the top of the food chain all the way down to my very first case, which was my own divorce when I was 25. I wrote the book on divorce, or I wrote a book on divorce. It's called It Doesn't Have to Be That Way, How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family or Bankrupting Yourself. That book became a bestseller because it presented another option for ending a marriage, one that doesn't necessarily include lawyers and one that leaves more money in both parties' bank accounts and less animosity in their hearts. We created It's Over Easy, the one-stop breakup divorce resource online with the same principles in mind. So welcome to the Divorce Sucks podcast, where we talk about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked a whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hi, I'm Laura Wasser, and this is Johnny Rains, and we are here on the Divorce Sucks podcast doing the Sunny Side Up segment. This is where Johnny and I bring you everything new in the world of divorce relationships, breakups, next chapters, etc. that has happened during the week in and online. Yes, and uh, first up... Are you watching Big Little Lies? Oh, isn't it delicious? I'm watching it, it, yes. Yes. No, I love it. And the first article that we have, (laughs) this actually might be familiar to you. It's from thevulture.com, written by Jackson McHenry. I remember Jackson. I talked to him on the phone last week. (laughs) Yes. So so then tell us and tell our listeners, is Meryl Streep's character, like, does she have a chance at getting... Nicole Kidman's kids? I don't think so. No, I don't think she has a chance. And I did tell Jackson that for Vulture. But she's just so creepy. The teeth and everything. She just she's so amazing. Meryl Streep is amazing. And I and I was saying to him that, you know, grandparents' rights are really, really downplayed, particularly in the state of California, but in almost every state in the US. Um, and by the way, these folks live in Monterey, so that's right. where it would pertain. Any state in the U.S. is definitely going to have much, much stronger ties to biological parents. Uh, I think that obviously it's a device, you know, a dramatic device for sure. the show. Sure. But also one of the things, and not to be spoiler, but one of the things that the Monterey Five hit on <laughs> in the last episode was the fact that part of this may be just to draw out some other testimony or evidence mm-hmm. about what happened that night. I thought that's so clever. So, um, Again, I'm not exactly sure what Mary Louise's whole you know situation is or what hmm. she's doing, but I also thought it was really interesting, the scene between Celeste and her attorney, right. and when the attorney keeps saying to her, like, there's a reason I'm not saying anything, there's a reason we're being quiet. I, I have felt that in so many instances where, where my client says, why don't you fight back, or why right. didn't you say this, or why don't... And it really is about, like, not getting excited, not reacting, really showing that you are the parent or the party that is more likely to remain calm and, and be reasonable. So, as I said in the article, I think it's more of a tactic. I think it's super, super interesting. I think it's realistic enough to not be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Right. And I definitely think that it brings out, you know, questions about custody laws in the state of California and how these characters are grappling with these issues. I, I think it brings a lot to the to the surface. Overall, I would not be too worried about what's going to happen in terms of, of the twins and who they end up living with. Well, I mean, it is just a television show. But what about when, when uh, Laura Dern has that line about California law being so tricky? 
It is tricky. It's just not tricky in this instance with the kids. But I, hey, it was a great line, and Laura delivered it quite well. I know I'll that say. there's a movie that's coming up in the fall, directed by Noah Baumbach, where Laura Dern plays a family law attorney, and um, let's just say she may have gotten hmm. a few pointers from hmm. the other Laura, the less famous Laura. Well, hopefully we'll get her to come into the Divorce Sucks studio and tell us all about it. That'd be awesome. Next up, more from the uh, you know celebrity headlines. We've been following this. Uh, Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos' divorce is officially finalized with a $38 billion settlement. John Levine wrote about it in page six. Uh, You know, it's really just more fodder about the details of the world's richest person's divorce settlement. Next, uh, what K-drama power couples divorce tells us about relationships and the keys to making them last. This is from... The South China Morning Post. By Louisa Tam. She says, forget the fairy tale love you might have grown up believing in. Relationships take work, and if you don't put that work in early on, they probably won't last. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess she's... Tell us, what are these people's names again? This is the Song Song couple. You may recall they're Korea's answer to Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Okay. They were the stars of this uh, Korean drama. And they got married, and it was like this fairy tale. The whole country was like buying into it, and then less than two years later, they're divorced. We have another article about these folks on E Online by Hanan Haddad saying that they're going to legally split $86 million worth of assets. Wow. Does that sound right? Well, they reportedly have a combined asset worth of over 86.5. Then somewhere else it says 8.6. You know, oh, that's one house. Okay. Yeah, and, that, and also she. So let me just clarify, by the way. So Song Jung Ki is the boy. Okay. And Song Hai Kyo is <laughs> the girl. Okay. And uh, she, Song Hai Kyo, was the more famous. I see. And so her, she has far more assets than Song Jung Ki. Okay. And they're getting divorced in Korea. That is correct. Got it. Okay. South Korea, to be exact. Moving on. Yes. All right. This is from the JC. Is that Jewish something? Yes. That is the Jewish Chronicle, I believe. Dot com. Does a man have to divorce his wife if she commits adultery? Does he? I don't know. Well, you're the divorce lawyer. Well, the answer is no to that. But I think this may have more to do with Jewish law. Yeah. Despite what people may think the Bible and the Talmud say about adultery, the choice to divorce is, guess what, up to the couple and should be done amicably. And by the way, the Bible prohibits marrying two sisters. And yet Jacob married Leah and Rachel. Hmm? So I guess that just goes to show you, you don't always have to do what the Bible says. I would agree with that. (laughs) Moving on. Hold on a second. I just want to go back to Jonathan Romaine, Rabbi Jonathan Romaine's quote at the end, which is, what is more certain is that marriage is one of the biggest gambles we ever take, promising how we feel for decades ahead. And it is no surprise that it does not always work out. But we should try very hard at least to break up decently, not acrimoniously. Again, boiling down to what we always talk about here on the Divorce Sucks podcast, which is if it's not working out, at least have an amicable and communicative breakup. Absolutely. From the words of a rabbi to you. You should put that in the Bible. Yeah. And then in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) My favorite story of the day, as usual, from Florida. Florida, FloridaToday.com, satellite beach woman charged with attacking man with griddle after they discuss divorce. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Stephanie Workman, a satellite beach woman, attacked her estranged husband with a griddle, nearly choked him unconscious at least twice, and pulled out a clump of his beard after they met to sort out divorce paperwork and arrest affidavit states. 
Well, apparently she's out on $4,000 bail after being charged with felony domestic battery by strangulation, false imprisonment after an alleged incident at her home left her husband wounded following a meeting between the two to discuss divorce paperwork. When Satellite Beach police arrived at the home, they discovered blood drippings all around the house, on the floor, and on the griddle. The victim told police workman broke his wallet chain and tackled him into a doorway, breaking the door off its hinges. The affidavit states he had bruise marks on his neck, marks on his back, and injured hands and fingers. The moral of the story is, let her have the griddle. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Just I mean, get, give, it, uh, give, it, give it to her. Today, know. we have trainers in transit CEO Jen Giamo from Yay. Fresh Start Fitness. Absolutely. Her five-step program to heal and thrive after divorce. For most people, especially those who married young, once you are embroiled in the relationship with your spouse or significant other, your identity is inextricably tied up with being someone's partner. You are, or were, half of a couple. The closer you are to the end of a relationship, the more it may seem like you'll never feel like your old self again. And the truth is, you probably won't. That person and that life are in the past now. But don't despair. You, 2.0, is who you need time with now. The good news is that during your divorce, you were able or you were forced to make decisions based on your future happiness. And in doing so, you've already become the master of your own destiny. It is now time to represent yourself as you. And you're not alone. We're making the legal part of divorce easier at its over easy. But it still takes a village to help us move into our next chapters happily and confidently. And with that in mind, I am thrilled to introduce you to our guest today, who is one of our favorite health and wellness experts based in New York and in Los Angeles. And you can find her in the fitness and lifestyle category on the index at It's Over Easy. She's the founder of Trainers in Transit and the creator of Fresh Start Fitness, a five-step program to heal and thrive after divorce. And she designed these programs for our partner, Worthy, the online auction marketplace where you can sell your engagement and wedding ring when you don't need either anymore. She's a National Strength and Conditioning Association certified personal trainer with a master's degree in nutrition education, and she's been featured on television on Live with Kelly and Ryan and Rachel Ray. Welcome to Divorce Sucks, Jen Giamo. Thank you. So Jen and I met, what was it, back in February, yes? Yeah. We did an event at Giuseppe Franco Hair Salon. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your company, because as you know, we love at On Divorce Sucks talking about new chapters, and you are like the new chapter queen. So. <laughs> So my company, like you said, is Trainers in Transit, and we do everything health and wellness related. So we do nutrition, we do one-on-one, we do one-on-one training, we do group classes. Yeah, and we just expanded out here to L.A., so I'm pretty excited about that. I bet, except for right now in L.A., it's colder it, than it is in New York. It's a little, it's it's a little chilly. Ever. <laughs> okay, and you started in 2010. Yes. What was your background before that? So my background before that was corporate fitness and wellness. I worked for Johnson & Johnson for about 12 years. I created and managed fitness programs for corporate entities. So, what does that mean? So you like go into so, a company yeah, and so you're you like, everyone get up and do jumping jacks. <laughs> well, you do. You put fitness centers in place. Sometimes it's a physical center. Sometimes it's just wellness where you're doing health coaching and things like that for all the employees. So I actually started out out here in okay. L.A. doing that. I worked in Santa Monica. I lived in Santa Monica. And then I transferred to New York, and I was doing the same thing there. So I just stayed with the same company and kept kind of moving around and moving up and doing all that stuff. And then I decided that I wanted to do personal training on my own. So I was doing both. I was doing the corporate thing and my own thing. And my husband at the time thought that, you know, encouraged me to leave the corporate world and just focus on my business and we'd be fine. And it's, you know, I should take that risk. And I did. So 
here I am. Okay. And so, and then, and then what happened with him? Because every journey, as we know, has like a personal component Uh, to it. Yeah. So we were married for 15 years and about three years ago he left and, um, yeah, just kind of decided that he wasn't happy anymore. And, uh, it was a shock to me, big shock to me. Um, I was really blindsided by it. And so I kind of fell into like a really bad place, um, health wise, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, everything just kind of fell apart. You know, I was so used to being so active and, you know, training clients five times a day, six times a day and being, being out and all of that stuff just kind of stopped. I couldn't, I I didn't know what to do with myself. Now you were in New York at the time? Yes. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So it, that, I mean, Jen is the perfect person. I mean, she was super, super active, falls into this major kind of emotional and physical depression. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now t- then what happens? <laughs> so, um, She's not still in bed, clearly. She's and not here. in bed okay. anymore. So that's good. It took a while though. You know, it took a couple months for me to kind of figure out how do I dig myself out of this and how do I get back out there and, you know, one, start working again and just put on, you know, this, this game face and go out there and deal with clients again. And then the second part of that was, how do I now get healthy again? I mean, I was horrible. I was like, it was bad. I'm, I looked horrible. I, I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I definitely didn't exercise. So I started out really slow. I started out just kind of, and we'll get into, you know, the program that I created is kind of based on what I did right. myself. Which so, is one of the reasons I love it. So when, you know, you come upon this person that's like, you don't understand. You're like, but I do understand. I've t- been through this. Totally. I've been there. I feel your pain. Totally get it. So there was no discussion of counseling or anything like that in your relationship with your husband. It was just like, bye girl. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. I tried. I asked, you know, if we could go to counseling, I asked to understand why he was leaving. What, you know, what was the catalyst for this? Did I do something wrong? Did I, you know, of course you always blame yourself, yes. right? Yes. Well, no, I, don't. I have done better. <laughs> I never blame it. I always anybody but me. But I, need, yes, I, understand. I need to be more like that. But, you know, it was like, what can I, what can I do? How can I change this? How can I fix it? And he just was so closed off and mm-hmm. just never really gave me any explanation as to why this was happening. So, I mean, we had just been on vacation together the week before, and it really came out of nowhere for me. And actually the day that he, the day he told me that he wasn't happy and I was trying to understand it was the same day that he left and he never came back. Wow. So again, sometimes, you know, we talk so much on Divorce Sucks about how you, you it might be coming to it. You're not sure. You don't know. How do you know? In this situation, and I'm sure it's happened to many of us, there's no knowing. There's no mm-hmm. thinking. There's no fixing. It is completely out of your control, which also must be so debilitating because you have absolutely no control over the situation. And so now you do the thing that you can do best, which is control your own situation. That's right. Yeah. And that's the only thing you can do. You know, it's, it was, like I said, it was such a shock that you have to go through that whole period of processing what just happened. Right. And then, you know, and then a couple other things that happened after that, which we'll, we'll get into <laughs> that fell and made me fall deeper into a depression. But, um, but yeah, but I think that you just have to, take a step back and say, is this how I want to live the rest of my life? I can't, I can't sit in my apartment and right. not, you know, do anything. And so I started meditating because I could do that on my own. I could do that by myself, you know, and then I started getting back into yoga again. So really like small baby steps, steps. very, very baby steps. I mean, I was used to running, you know, five days a week and like doing like a lot of hardcore. You've run marathons, right? I have. How yeah. many marathons have you run? Seven. 
Jesus. Yeah. All, all in the same city or different cities? No, different cities. Okay, I did, where'd um, you do them? I did New York uh, three times. I did um, San Diego, Bermuda, Alaska, and New Orleans. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Okay. It's a long time and ago, though. So tell us about, <laughs> and, and, and Thrive Global, we found a post of you talking about turning to a shaman. Hmm. What's that? Yeah, so... So, you know, I was kind of grasping at straws, like, how can I get myself out of this funk? What can I do? And um, I was talking to a girlfriend and she said, oh, you should go see my shaman. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, you know? And so she's like, no, it's great. You do this shamanic journey and you kind of like dig deep into, you know, all these whys and how you got here and what's coming next and all this kind of, I'm like, all right, I'll do I mean, I was open to do anything. Right. And so I went and I've been seeing him now for over three years. So what does he do? What is it? What does that mean? It's sort of like, it's sort of like therapy, right? It's without like the traditional, you know, psychotherapy approach. It's kind of more of a spiritual Is there chanting? There's no chanting. There's smoke? I mean, there can be. Okay. There can be all that if you want it. Okay. Um, I'm sure he can like pull out all Accommodate the woo-woo you. stuff right. that you want. Are there feathers? But no. <laughs> okay. I like feathers. But, right. um, but yeah, it's like, it's not as like weird as you would think. It's really just therapy, but it has like a spiritual, spiritual sort of, not religious at okay. all, very spiritual, but almost like um, he's an intuitive also. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives you this hope of like, Oh, you know, are you seeing that? You know, are right. you, and I believe right. all of that stuff. Right. You know, I went to psychics after all this and and everything. And so, I don't know for for whatever it's worth, it made me feel hopeful okay. and better, and that there's something else for me. You know, the big thing with shamanism is that you know these things don't happen to you. Trauma doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Okay. And what can you make out of a bad situation or what you perceive to be a bad situation? So three years later, do you think that's the case? I mean, are you better off now? I kind of do. Okay. I kind of do. I mean, meeting you and you know doing some of these events that we've been doing lately with divorced women and helping people go through what they're going through now. I think that that's why this happened to me. Okay. To kind of help people stay it happened for you it happened for me sorry <laughs> happened for me that's right um stay healthy or get right. healthy or you know just realize that this isn't going to be you're not going to be miserable forever and right. and your health is the most important thing okay. it's huge so you worked with a shaman and little baby steps tell us well tell us some of the other things that happened if you will oh, that sure. made it worse i mean of course inquiring minds want to know sure. what so <laughs> well, first he's like i'm out i can't tell you why i'm not happy i'm leaving right i'm not happy there's so now no you're one else in know. bed in the apartment really sad yeah. and didn't talk didn't tell anyone what happened for months didn't tell my family for months that he you didn't no okay. i was lying my mom would call me and she'd be like oh you know where is right where is he? Or is he still at work? Yeah, he's, he's working. You know, I would Oy, lie denial. for three months. I okay. lied and I made up all these stories like, oh, you know, he's traveling, he's doing this. And then I eventually told my friends and they're like, what do you mean he left? Where did he go? <laughs> like, I don't know. And I actually did not know where he so was. So 15 years you're married to this guy and all, there's no, like, not even a text message nope. exchange. Nope. Did he take his stuff? He eventually took his stuff. Okay. Yep. When I wasn't there, you know, one weekend I right. made arrangements to not be there and, um, I, you know, of course, then I went through this like crazy woman, like <laughs> rampage of pulling everything out of the closets and throwing it all on the floor and on the couch and on the, you know, and I left and then I came back after the weekend and everything was gone and I just 
lost it. I just broke down to the point where my doorman from downstairs called and they're like, is everything okay upstairs? You know, we're getting like, oh God. I mean, I was screaming. I didn't know, like I was, it felt like I was going out of my mind. Right. It felt like I was going crazy. I didn't know what was happening. Like at that moment, even though he had been gone for a few weeks at that point, when you that see- That was final. All the half st- of the closet. That's right. That's that right. half of the medicine cabinet. Everything was gone. Wow. Everything. And I was like, oh my God. He's- no note? Okay. He's really not coming back. Oh, a happy birthday on a post-it because it was my birthday. So that was oh, nice. Yeah. It's like Sex in the City style. Right? On a post-it. On a post-it. Wow. <laughs> okay. They're Slow. so cliche. So yeah, so that, that all happened. And then, you know, so I'm going through this whole dark thing and about six or eight months later, it comes out in the entertainment news <laughs> that he's dating someone and they're in this like love affair and they're so happy and they're... And I... <laughs> didn't know what hit me. I just, you know, at that point, had you started to come out of it and you were, yes, I I was like starting. I mean, yes, I was, I was definitely like on the road to feeling better at least, you know, and then that felt like someone punched me in the stomach. This is a one, two punch. Horrible. Horrible. So back into bed, (laughs) curled up in a ball again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That was, you know, I kind of like almost blocked it out because it was such a, um, I mean, I know this sounds so dramatic, but like, you know, you have those bathroom floor moments where you're waking up and like, what the hell just happened? You know, and I didn't want to believe it. And I did, but I also didn't want to ask any questions either. So I didn't want to know about it. Right. And, but I was like, no, is that really? Do you know how many people are like in their cars at their desk right now going, yeah, that happened. I mean, like, (sighs) it's so great that you're able to share this because I think people go through this, those bathroom floor moments that you think you only read about in a book. Right. This is a real person, folks. Exists. <laughs> I had a bathroom floor moment. And if it happens to you, there, she's been there. There is a community of people out yeah. there that have been on the bathroom floor and live to tell about it. I think right. our minds probably block out a lot of that pain, the emotional pain. Yeah. That's why you, it's almost like a blackout. Yeah, I think or so. Or we self-medicate in order to well, not yeah. have to feel that pain and that too. <laughs> that too. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Hey, I'm Heather Morris. And I'm Ava Bernstein Mitchell, a.k.a. Ava Flav. And we're the hosts of the new show, The Dance Dance Room, Room, on Podcast One. We're veteran dancers and choreographers that have worked with the likes of Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and many more. Oh, and you know, I used to be on this little show called Glee. I don't know if you watched it. Well, each week we're going to go full out on our favorite TV dance shows like So You Think You Can Dance, Dancing with the Stars, and World of Dance. So don't miss it. Get new episodes of The Dance Room every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast Podcast One. One. I'm Laura Wasser, host of Divorce Sucks. And just as you go to the gym regularly to keep your body fit, regular couples counseling can keep your relationship fit as well. But not always. I'm not promoting divorce, but with the divorce rate being what it is, it is happening. And my guest today is helping us to move on. She's the New York and Los Angeles-based certified personal trainer who founded Trainers in Transit, a network of personal trainers who work with you to find a program that suits your needs. She's also the mastermind who designed the innovative five-step program to heal and thrive after divorce brought to you by Worthy. The program includes meditation, yoga, and workout video sessions, and a downloadable nutrition guide delivered straight to your inbox daily. She'll tell you how to get it at the end of this download. 
Okay, so now let's talk about the road to recovery yes. and the importance of self-care yes. during these difficult times because yep. it's mind and body wellness. Yes? Absolutely, absolutely. And yep. they have to go hand in hand. They so, do. Okay, so for trainers in transit, we have a YouTube video that has Jen working with some of her trainers, and, and here it is. Oh. I created this program to help you heal and thrive after divorce. Creating this program will help me in my own journey as I've learned to process my emotions, the fear, the anxiety, the loneliness through meditation and exercise and good nutrition. I'm recently divorced and it's been a very rough time. These exercises have really helped me feel better about myself and move on to more positive things in life. This fresh start, it makes it nice and easy to be able to do this for myself. Use the program for you, however you see fit. I want you to find your inner balance, get to your place of feeling rejuvenated and refreshed and ready to move on with your amazing new life. So you've got trainers in New York, you've got trainers in LA, mm -hmm. and do people have to be going through a divorce or can they just really want to start a next chapter in absolutely any way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This whole divorce niche is new to me <laughs> just in the you know, last few years. But yeah, we are traditional um, health and fitness, so they can do anything with us. Tell us a little bit about the five-step program. Yeah. So we created this program for Worthy. It is everything that I did myself. So it's meditation is the first step. It's just a 10 minute quick meditation. It's kind of like a taste of, you know, every aspect of the spectrum, right? So it's meditation, it's yoga, it's nutrition, which is just a downloadable sort of um, food guide, nutrition guide. And then it's uh, strength and conditioning, which is about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, I would say. So everything's really quick and easy and digestible. So and the fifth step is just putting it all together right. uh, or just choosing one that works best for you. And if somebody, for example, is really averse to yoga or has some kind of an injury that makes it impossible for them to do the running and strength conditioning, you we can adapt it. Totally. Yes? Okay. Totally adaptable. Yeah. We're going to do uh, you know sort of a um, next version of this too, where we kind of get into a little bit more variations of those steps so mm -hmm. people can kind of choose maybe it's restorative yoga that they want to do maybe it's you know um, just strength maybe it's a cardio program maybe they want to run a 5k you know so we're going to kind of break down those components and make it adaptable for everyone do you find that more people lose weight or gain weight when they're going through a miserable breakup does i know it um, probably depends it but kind of depends you know most women that i talk to tend to gain weight Luckily, that wasn't the case for me. I mean, I, was, I looked horrible, but I was on the other Skinny. side of the spectrum. Okay, well, that. I was yeah. talking to somebody yesterday that found out that her husband was, you know, having an affair with somebody and they'd been married a long time and she was really bummed. And mm -hmm. I said, but, you know, have you lost any weight? <laughs> 15 pounds. I said, well, there's there's a silver that's, lining in that cloud. That's right. Trauma I mean, trim. Not necessarily it. the healthy way to do no. it. but And I'm sure you deal with people who are now getting out of bed doing some of the five steps and you need them to really be able to maintain and keep their weight down, but get in a healthy way. Yes? Totally. Yeah. I have a woman right now that's going through it with me, going through a divorce and going through the program at the same time. We're a few weeks in, she's lost 10 pounds. She found out she had high blood pressure in this process. She's, you know, it's a pretty stressful, obviously stressful always, but you know, she found out some things as well that were kind of shocking. So, so her health is, was suffering all around. Right. But now she's she's in it. I mean, she never did yoga before in her life. Right. And now she's taken hot yoga. She's sending me videos of her doing crow and all this cool stuff. That's so, great. I mean, yeah. it is. And as as a lawyer that specializes in family law and also owning It's Over Easy, 
we need you folks to be focused. We need you to be able to show up. I mean, again, a lot of people will say, I, I'm getting divorced, but I need to take a few months here because I can't even begin to think about putting the paperwork together and making decisions that are right for me. We get that. Mm-hmm. When you are ready to do it, we need you to be able to be in a place mentally and to a certain mm-hmm. extent physically so that you can participate in this process. And so I think it really is important for people to know how they can do that. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And I wish that I was, you know, I was doing something like this when I was going through the process in the beginning. I think it would have, first of all, maybe shortened the length of time it took to actually get divorced. Right. And you would have just felt a little better. I mean, every time I had to go into court, I was like sick to my stomach and I, you know, I hadn't slept the night before and I hadn't eaten anything. No, that and it still was, happens to me too, actually. Oh, <laughs> and you're on the other yeah. side of it. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm the lawyer. You have I'm a lot of pressure though. Every time. No, I mean, yeah, going to court sucks. sucks. It does. If you can do it without having to go to court, that's better. If you right. can work it out. I mean, again, I don't know if he was actually participating in the process, but it would have been nice to be able to meet him in a place where you guys could work it out on your own too. Yeah, he wasn't really he willing wasn't, to do that. Sounds like a great guy. Well, he was living out here and I was okay. living in New York. So he had to keep flying in for, you know, it was just, it was kind of in hindsight, you know, and, and maybe he thinks this too. It's like, if you just would have communicated, right. we could have A, saved a lot of money right. and B, been through this a lot quicker. Right. I don't know if the heartbreak would have been any less. For no, me, I mean, but, but that's but that's the thing. That's what we always say is that you know the the le- divorce is really hard. The legal part of it should not be that hard, and right. that's why because everybody's so like <gasps> taboo, don't talk about it. You never really get to the meat of it. If you mm-hmm. could get through that part and then do your kind of grieving and healing. It would be way better. Right. But because people are making decisions out of anger and fear, it's just a shit show. Yeah. We this weekend participated in an event at the Riveter. It's mm-hmm. called Best You Ever. Yes. And we were on a panel which was moderated by Worthy's Judy Herbst and we were joined by Michael Daniel- Daniels who's the founder of FAIR future Divorce Sucks podcast guests Susan Guthrie and Rebecca Zung who put this event together with Gabrielle Hartley who's been a guest tell our listeners about that event a little bit and then about some of the other great you know panels and events that you've participated in which I think again this sense of community knowing there's other people out there rather than just the one or two that you can be training or speaking to over the phone in any any given time, seeing all of the people, a lot of them women, but some men yeah. too, that come out. Yeah, you know, it was great. It was great. I mean, we had a great turnout, which is, I guess, kind of sad because a lot of people are going through this. But I was so excited to be there, just being among all of these amazing presenters, lawyers, financial advisors, all these like super smart people who are giving all this great advice. I was a little bit nervous too to tell my story because I hadn't really told my story in front of that many people before. But it But did was, you see all the heads yes, nodding? Totally, I mean totally totally that's do. why I think it's important because you feel so alone during this process knowing that there is a village out there to speak right. with and support you and have been through it. Oh yes, you're gonna feel better in a week. It's gonna take a month. I don't know for me this is what it was. Right. That is so inspiring. That's why it's so important that we're able to share this. Right. It's great. It really makes you feel good that you can help people wherever they are in this process. I had women come up to me afterwards and, you know, break down crying and saying, thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, I went through a similar thing 10 years ago and it still hurts when I hear, you know, I think about it and I, um, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. And again, if it didn't hurt, like what's the saying, better to have loved and lost than never to, I mean, you don't want to go through an entire lifetime without having that love. And yes, 
Yes, sometimes it hurts. It's yeah. going to hurt, but having experienced that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys want to see highlights from the Best You Ever event, um, you go on It's Over Easy. Um, it's Over Easy TV is on YouTube. We've got It's Over Easy on Instagram, and we've got a bunch of other pictures that are available through the Best You Ever event. So, Jen, tell us a little bit about confidence and empowerment. So I tell people a lot when they are starting to, you know, get fit again after going through something like this, or I ask them, why? Why are you doing this? Do you Are you doing it because you want revenge? Are you doing it, you know, because you want to look better than his new girlfriend? Or, you know, why, what's the reason behind it? And I think it has to be for yourself. Yes. I think that... You know, taking care of yourself is the most important thing. Um, and if you look better than his new girlfriend, that's just then, crazy. Then, hey, that's right. bonus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember our friend Khloe Kardashian's revenge body. That that's was a right. great show. That's right. That's right. And I did a breakup boot camp, so I can't yeah. be too, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, um, getting fit, whatever that means to you, will just make you feel so much better about yourself and have that confidence to you know take the next step, whatever that is. When do the endorphins start? How long do you have to be working out to kick those in? Uh, it depends what you're doing. I think that um, sometimes it happens right away. If you're doing something that's, you know, high intensity, it's going to happen a little quicker. But there's all kinds of ways to even just get those feel-good hormones, even if it's not that, you know crazy runner's high kind right. of thing. You know, I think you still get the dopamine and the and the um and the endorphins going when you're doing any kind of exercise. So Do you remember what was the movie Postcards from the Edge? And and she's talking and she says, Oh, I just love it when the endolphins start. <laughs> <laughs> the endolphins. And they make you feel better. They're they're, they're That's right. All right. So Jen, are you ready for the divorce sex interrogatories? Sure. Okay, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I do. All right. Jen Giamo, are you single now or dating anyone special? I am dating someone very special. Okay. I'm very lucky. Good. Good. Hello to him. He's taking care of the dog. He is. And the neighbor's dog or the friend's dog. <laughs> yes. The client's dog. All the dogs. Did that get figured out, by the way? <laughs> um, yes-ish. Okay, good. It's, it's a long story. All right. What's your favorite breakup song? My favorite breakup song is Praying by Kesha. <laughs> It's a good one. And what would you say to cheer someone up that you're training who's going through a breakup? I think that whatever you're feeling is temporary. You know, that it doesn't last forever. It might feel like it's the worst time of your life, but you do you do get through it. You will come through You it. will come through and it. And I'm a perfect example of that. Right. You tell them. I'm not a perfect example. Well, you are too. <laughs> what romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? Oh, God. Um, love Actually. Oh, the greatest. It's a good love one. Love that movie. It's a good one. You can find more information about Jen Giamma's Trainers in Transit on the index on It's Over Easy and on their website at trainersintransit.com. Jen, thank you so much for being here today on Divorce Sucks. And without further ado, please tell people where they can unlock Fresh Start Fitness and download your five-step program to heal and thrive after divorce. Yes, thank you so much. Um, they can find the program. It's free. It's a free download on worthy.com backslash Fresh Start Fitness. And they can also find it at Trainers in Transit under programs. Okay. And Jen Giamo is G-I-A-M-O. 
Correct. Thank you guys for listening to Divorce Sucks today. Jen, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Today really is the first day of the rest of your life. To do things you didn't do when you were shacked up or couldn't do before the breakup and let us know what you want to hear more of in the comments on iTunes. We'll be back next week, so let's speak then. I'm Laura Wasser, and this is Divorce Sucks. Divorce Sucks.